Welcome to Right Way Politics. We do politics the right way, the winning way, and we leave the left way behind. And Governor Glenn Youngkin starts off a uh, an exciting year in Virginia politics, Virginia legislature, in session, House of Delegates controlled by Democrats, State Senate controlled by Democrats. So what is, uh, what is the future for Governor Youngkin? And what can he get past? Well, he uh, started off after the elections last November, where Republicans lost the House by the slimmest of margins. Um, it's 51 to 49 in the House. It's 21 to 19 in the Senate. Nothing veto-proof. Uh, and what does Yunkin lay on the table right after those elections? A giant tax package. After spending all of 2023 fighting over abortion and hardly saying a word about taxes. We start off 2024 with a debate on taxes and nobody's saying very much about abortion. And uh, first thing that struck me when I heard the governor's tax ideas, well, let's hold on for that analysis for a second. They basically have three tenets to the Governor Yunkin tax plan. Number one, he calls for a substantial cut in income taxes for all people who pay income taxes. The uh, income tax at each bracket will uh, will be dropped significantly. Um, it also, he expands the sales tax by expanding, and this is a debate that's been literally happening since I started in Virginia politics. You go back to the 90s, people have been talking about expanding the, ta the sales tax to apply to things other than goods uh, purchased at the counter or uh, as involved online. Uh, Governor Yunkin says that sales taxes should now apply to the quote-unquote new economy, the technology economy, digital downloads, streaming, videos, clouds, electronic media, software package right now. That is tax-free in Virginia, and Governor Youngkin wants to modernize that. And also, uh, these conversations about raising the sales taxes and cutting the income taxes. And of course, the Democrats give us a gift on a silver platter. I don't think we're going to be getting everything uh, knocked together very well in debating this. I don't think we're going to take advantage of the opportunities the Democrats have given us because the Democrats have yelled and screamed at this tax plan of Yunkin's in opposition, but they're not complaining about the income tax cut as much as they're complaining about the sales tax increases. Uh, the sales tax, they say, is a more regressive tax we're giving people with high incomes a tax cut while we're giving people of lower incomes a hit on sales taxes. The response to that criticism is easy. Glenn Youngkin should very easily say, well, you don't like the sales tax increase? Fine, we'll do away with it and let's just cut the income taxes. Um, but nobody's going to actually say that. Um, hope somebody does because this is a gift. Cut the income taxes, don't raise the sales tax, call it a win. Um, 
although he didn't include it in his budget in any way. He has called for an end to the dreaded car tax. Now, we have, remember, we can go back to 1997 when Governor Jim Gilmore ran on a no-car tax pledge. You see all of Jim Gilmore's 4i8 signs with no-car tax on the top. Governor Jim Gilmore won a pretty substantial victory in 1997. It was a roll. It was a 13-point victory. And I remember I went on television for the very first time in 1970 predicting at least a nine-point victory, and I was correct. It was at least nine points. It was 13 points. 55 to 42, Jim Gilmore cruised to victory, promising to get rid of the car tax. Wound up being a 70% cut that the state government funded and the localities passed along. So we're still paying 30% of the car tax. Youngkin wants to get rid of it all. It was a pretty substantial victory. I don't think uh, we've seen much in recent years of such a such a fantastic win. Don't kind of brag about Jim Gilmore much because four years prior, George Allen won by a seventeen point margin, a little bit over seventeen points. George Allen, fifty eight percent of the vote. Um, in 1993. Uh, so Gilmore, there were a little bit of coattails in 1997, but that car tax cut was a popular issue to be sure. And Youngkin's ta tapping back into it. The difficult thing is how to do it because it's really, it's a local government tax. Gilmore's idea was to just pay it out of the state government revenues and, you know, have, have a big uh, a local phased in, get rid of the car tax, but actually have it um, paid for by the state instead of the locality. So the localities never had to cut anything. They were still kept whole. Don't know how it's going to work this way, but he's continuing. Youngkin is continuing to call for an end to the car tax. He's calling and he put in his budget a significant cut in income taxes. For some odd reason, Democrats are opposing a sales tax increase. And nobody talked about increasing the sales tax. Nobody put that in front of the voters. And I'm sure if you polled them and asked them what would you, what part of this plan do you favor the least, raising the sales tax, cutting the income tax, or getting rid of the car tax, I'm sure increasing the sales tax is a last place finisher in popularity. So if the Republican Party was the Republican Party I know and love, they would take that and run with it and say, well, Democrats, if you don't want to support a sales tax increase, then fine, we'll match you. No sales tax increase. We'll just have to cut taxes. And if you oppose that too, then you're just going to be wrapped into the corner of being the party of no. You don't want to raise taxes. You don't want to cut taxes. What do you want to do? So we could checkmate the Democrats into being pretty much hypocrites and uh, obstructionists and not ready to run the state, which they clearly aren't, and have a debate on taxes. Uh, I don't know if the Republican Party is up for the fight, because quite frankly, the tax debate is something we should have had all last year. Instead of deciding we were going to lay 15-week abortion issues on the table and have that be the number one thing we're talking about, and then wait till after the elections to talk about taxes, whoo, is that backwards? Um, so, uh, 
it's going to be interesting to see what this goes. Yunkin has got the Democrats trapped in a corner. Why they oppose the sales tax increase right out of the gate and going into the General Assembly session, I have no idea. But I wish we could go back in time and have the tax debate be the centerpiece of the House of Delegates and the state Senate elections. Don't know why this idea had to wait until after the election. Republicans waiting until after the elections to talk about taxes is crazy. It's our bread and butter. If you polled all last year in any of these Senate or delegate races, you had taxes and the economic issues number one on every poll in every district. And we don't decide to talk about it until after the elections are over. It's enough to make me want to scream. But water under the bridge now. Now that we have taxes being the centerpiece of Virginia politics, we should go for it. And if the Democrats don't like a sales tax increase, then we should get rid of it and say, we're bipartisan. You don't want to cut, you don't want to play with sales tax and don't want to expand sales tax. Look, <laughs> people have been trying to expand the sales tax since gosh knows how long. Um, I remember a big debate about expanding the sales tax to cover services None of this ever gets anywhere. Put it on the table, Democrats attack it, take it off the table. And now all we're talking about is proposal to cut taxes, and that's fine with me. Uh, this is Brian Kerwin, right-way politics, Governor Glenn Youngkin putting taxes and tax cuts specifically on the table, and I'd love to see how the Democrats get rid of this one. We'll be following the General Assembly session right up through the end of their 60-day session, We'll see what kooky bills the Democrats try to pass with their slim majorities and a veto pen at the governor's mansion waiting in the wings. Bring all the kooky bills and all the uh, Republican triumphs and uh, the opportunities that Governor Yunkin has to flex his veto muscle. Till then, keep it here, and we hope you find your way back to right-way politics. This is Brian Kerwin. Thanks. <laughs>